Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Nathan Crankfield, the host and founder of Seeking Excellence. Really excited today to share this great episode with you from my dear friends and co-hosts, uh, or guest hosts, I should say, uh, Seth and Tori Slayman. So they're discussing uh, why boredom is underrated, uh, which is, you know, obviously a uh, oxymoron, I think, for a lot of people because most of us don't value boredom at all, you know, but Seth and Tori have such a beautiful marriage and relationship and, and lifestyle and their commitment to unplugging, to having technology-free weekends and times together, and to go out and venture and just experience the world. They also have, uh, are two of the most creative people that I know. Uh, it's definitely one of Tori's, I would say, top three strengths, because her creativity and her creative mind is amazing. So she gives some insights that um, they both learned and have picked up along the way uh, in their lifetimes, of how we can be more creative, the ways that that actually is led more by the Holy Spirit than just by our natural ability. So Hope you enjoyed today's uh, episode by them. Be sure to subscribe uh, and go check out Tori's Instagram at Until I Figure Something Else Out, where you can also uh, see her website and the prints that she sells, which are absolutely amazing. Great gifts for people. Um, so keep that in mind to go check out everything that she's doing, especially her blog as well. She's a rock star. Seth is coming out with some blogs for us here soon. and He's got some great uh, podcast episodes that he did recently with Tori and with myself. So check all of those things out. They're awesome. God bless. You were never out of the fight. You were created for a time such as this. And you are now preparing to be sent into battle. God is calling you to be his disciple, to be formed in virtue and holiness. He has appointed you as an ambassador of his kingdom to go and represent him to his people. And he's enlisted you as a soldier of Christ to be sent out to fight for the good in this world. You are not made to make excuses. It's time for you to take extreme ownership for your life for all of your life. It's time to rise up and finally be the man or woman you were created to be. Follow God. Lead others. And never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence. Welcome everyone, this is The Slaymans here with you again on this episode of Seeking Excellence. This is Seth. And Tori. And we are coming at you again for another month. Yep. It is now June. Today is what? June 3rd. June 3rd. Thursday, June 3rd. So we are dating the podcast. Um, and hopefully we sound a little better this time. I apologize about that last time. Um, I realized I messed up the micro microphone setting, so Tori was quiet. I'm already quieter, but which I was even quieter than probably, I normally am. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have been that bad if I would have been sitting on the side that was the quiet side, but I feel I like it was just a constant battle of yeah. me so being really loud. you probably got a lot of <laughs> and not a lot of Tori in the last one, but that's Me okay. being really loud and you being really quiet. I'll just do some shouting today and even it out. So I think we have it corrected. Yeah. Um, but just wanted to apologize on that one because that's my bad and yeah. I will own up to it. 
and it's I will right. confess okay. my sin to it's all not of those a sin. out it's there. It's a mistake. Yeah, it was just a mistake. It's not a sin. Okay, I think we're going to be discussing creativity. Am I correct in that? Yes, that is our topic for the day. And Tori came up with this one. We just put something together real quick. She actually just recently put out an article kind of on this same yeah. subject matter. It goes into a little more detail. I think that's the reason it was more top of mind. Yeah. Um, my article was based on the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, um, which is a fantastic book that I would definitely recommend. Um but I, it's, it isn't going to be like exactly the same as the article. I think that's just right. the reason it's been on my mind. Well, yeah, I wasn't trying to say that. Oh, no, I know, I know. Uh, but I just thought we could, you know, go through a, a few different questions that we've put together and our perspectives on it um, and just start by talking about, you know, like you, Seth, and then me, Tori, whenever we hear the word creativity, mm-hmm. what, like, what does that bring to mind or what do you think? Just like what images or words or experiences come to mind when you think of the word creativity? Oh, um, what do I think of when I hear the word creativity? I almost think of something abstract. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't say anything that has form or that I could get to... I could reach as something visible. I mean, it's almost like a jumble of things that I'm unable to quite wrap around and put into form. Yeah. I don't know. That's just what I think of. Yeah, that makes sense. I think, yeah, if I were to like come up with other words that I associate with it, like I think abstract would definitely be one for me too. Or like unstructured. Um I would think about, I know oftentimes you'll hear the phrase like, oh, like a flow, like artists will get into a flow mm. um, where it's kind of like if a, I don't know, if a boxer is like in the zone or like really focused before yeah. a game, it's like the same sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, before his game. Before, why do they have a match? Yeah. Before the big game. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think just like that general sort of like feeling or idea is what I think of. But like very abstract, I think is a good. Yeah, I mean, I'll go to say that much at least previous to, I'd say over the past couple of years, my view on creative and how to be creative has changed. But if I were to put like, a phrase on it before before I had this picture it would probably be more of yeah like something that I can't put I can't quite wrap my head around but it's out there and like I want to put it you know I want to put it from one place to another but I'm not sure how to do that not sure how to put pen to paper on it or something like that oh i see almost escaping me even when i'm trying to be creative yeah it's as hard to define creativity it's just as hard to define creativity as it is to be creative yeah it's always escaping me yeah i guess is the way to put it yeah that makes sense and i think just to like acknowledge each of our own 
I don't know if background's the right word, but like perspectives on creativity historically. Like yeah. I've always thought of myself as a much more creative person than like the opposite. So which one is left brain and which one? Are, we should have looked this up before. I feel like left brain is the creative side. I think so too. Um, I'm Googling. I'm sorry if you can hear me typing. Um, I'm certain they can. Oh, no, like the analytical one is left-brained. Okay. So I, and then like the the artistic sort of a thing is more right-brained. And I have always considered myself to be much more right-brained. And I think you... As of this moment, you could put a definition on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think you would say the opposite, that you... Yeah, I think that that also goes hand in hand with like the male and the female yeah. genius. Yeah. So I don't... You know, I think men are t most of the time taught to be more analytically minded. Hmm. I wouldn't say that's true 100%. Taught to be or like naturally are? Naturally are probably, but I think they're also pushed in that direction. Interesting, yeah. I wouldn't say that that's a 100% ratio, but I would say it's about at least 70-30. Yeah. Like men are usually like pointed in the direction of being more analytically minded yeah with their choices because i don't know even just being like preparing to be a father or something like that head of the household you have to prepare to like lead your house household you have to you know be analytically minded make decisions for your family be financially prepared i mean that's the way i would look at it at mm, least or, interesting I'm not saying it's like that for everyone but yeah yeah i i feel like this could be like a whole different podcast topic because i think there's a lot here in like the masculine and feminine sort of a thing right. but i think i think maybe like your perspective and my perspective like you as a man and i as a woman like is very common mm -hmm. like a lot of men could relate to probably a lot of the thoughts that you'll share and then yeah. same for women um I think in general, like naturally, men are more analytical and are also also see other men being more analytical, so are more inclined to like do that. Yeah. And then vice versa for women. But I think like I'm saying in general, very like intentionally because like not every woman is. Right. I mean, it would be bad to throw a blanket. Right. Generalization over men and women. Yeah. But I wasn't trying to do that either. I was just, in my experience, it seems that yeah, most of the time men are more analytically minded. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, there are, obviously there are men who aren't, but <clears throat> I just see that a little more often, I feel yeah. like. No, I agree with you. And I also think we should do a podcast on that sometime. Um, so, so just to ahead. like acknowledge the difference in our perspectives, um, and then how, I'm not sure the best way to say this, but just thinking about like how our perspectives on our creativity or quote unquote, like lack of creativity has influenced our perception of ourselves and our like identity, our view of our own identity. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, what I would say about that 
is, yeah, just, I know we had spoken a little bit before, but when you're not, when you're not told that you're creative or maybe an artistic type, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that I was ever told that, but to kind of be driven in the direction of more science and math than English or art to be more driven in that direction I would say it almost felt like getting things done was more important than thinking about the way that I was doing it or like doing something new with it and coming up with something mm -hmm. new in that process I guess I just didn't really even look at being creative as being an option, really, hmm. because yeah. I was more focused on getting things done and doing them the right way, following the procedure, as like in scientific method, following the procedure to make sure that I come up with the right answers, mm -hmm. and then marking my findings and calling it good. Mm-hmm rather than being creative in the process like exploring right and I, yeah i mean just in those aspects certainly yeah i guess i would say that there were other areas of life where i was more inclined in an artistic area i mean sports yeah or um i've talked about this before but just like my love for hip-hop and like understanding the background behind it. I would say I took that fairly seriously and understanding the creativity behind it. Mm -hmm. But I almost kept those separated. Yeah. <clears throat> because it was more of a dream than anything else. Like yeah. it would have been nice. I guess that's kind of how it, to look at creativity too. Like it's just out there. It's kind of like a dream. You know, sports was a dream for me. I, mm -hmm. I didn't think that it would... I never th really thought I was going to be an MLB player, but it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a shot and yeah. hopefully something will pan out. But yeah. if it doesn't, that's okay too. And that's kind of like the creative process for mm. me. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> in I, a microcosm. Yeah. I, I feel like in a lot of ways, like the artistic creative side are in like the hobby category. And yeah. then you've got like all the serious stuff like okay here's what's like serious and essential and we need like right, science and yeah. math and finance and all these different things and then like over on the side we've got the creativity hobby sort of section um because I just from the perspective of always like feeling very creative like I always felt that I was much better at creative things that I wasn't in, in math yeah like math was very stressful and very difficult and that's where I'd get a c on a test but like if I went to art class 45 minutes could fly by yeah and I wasn't really worried about my grade because I just enjoyed it mm -hmm. um but even from someone who was very create like creatively driven growing up I was also definitely more encouraged to like look at okay your options are math and science and like business and then I guess kind of same for me like I never really considered something artistic or even like sports for me personally like I never considered that like a a realistic career path I guess mm -hmm. which I also do want to add the disclaimer that like 
science is necessary in a different way than art is necessary. Like, I'm not going to make the argument that, like, art's just going to make the world go round and we can all, like, draw and paint and that's that's going to make us happy enough. You know, like, it's different and there's a reason why it's essential in a much different way than, like, the math and science and all those things. And that's what I was thinking while you were starting to talk there a moment ago about about the creative side because i know when we went up to detroit yeah that's what i was just thinking and we were i mean it's like this in any big city i'm not gonna say that it's just detroit like downtown area but i mean kansas city's this way um i mean cincinnati's this way in a certain way i mean with all Mm -hmm. their murals and stuff like that there's a lot of art there is this thought process of like we need to support art and make art beautiful and people will come to our city and look at the art and Mm -hmm. all this other jargon and you think about it and i mean you look at detroit detroit historically has an incredible artistic history Mm -hmm. motown jazz funk all the music that's come out of there yeah um i'm pretty sure some great poets have come out of the detroit area yeah and yeah now you look at it and they're pushing it's a rundown place it's a really rundown place there's not a whole i mean it's pretty it's pretty hard to go to it feels post-apocalyptic at times yeah but instead of pushing up um an economy instead of creating an economy that adds value they're saying hey let's support our local artists and pay them all this money mm-hmm. rather than let's build up an economy and yeah. bring a business here that will provide jobs yeah which I, i'm sure they're doing both you know in some ways like i'm sure both are happening but yeah. it's just like even when we went it's simplifying like that. for i know i understand what you're saying it's like Ford Hospital and Ford Highway and Ford Theater and Ford this and Ford that. And everything is named after Henry Ford. And it yeah. just goes to show like, like you said, like there's so much influence in other ways too. But it was like Henry Ford because of the economic growth and the money and the livelihood that he created in the community. Like that's the reason it grew. And when Ford left, that's the reason it fell. Uh Like, it was directly tied to the economy. So I think, because we had, like, a little guidebook. It was a little Detroit guidebook when we were there. And it was talking about, like, we have this art community and this art center and this, like, urban garden and all these different really great things. But for, I, like, had never, those things have always, like, kind of frustrated me. I never understood why. But I think when we were in Detroit, I realized it's because, like, that's not going to save a city in the way it needs to be saved. Like, Art will help an individual person make it from one day to the next because it creates hope for other people, whether you're the one creating it or you're not the one creating it. Like, Mm -hmm. living creatively, I think, is, like, a gift to the individual, which is, like, absolutely essential. Mm -hmm. Like, very, very essential. But it's essential in a different way than, like, an industry is, which, like, creates a self-sustaining, like, culture and community. Mm -hmm. And so I I don't want any of this to come across as like one's essential and one's not because they both are, but not in the same way. And I think it's like naive to think that they can both do the same thing. Yeah. 
but I think that's like that I think that's part of defining creativity like as we've understood it though is like what it's not like what purpose it serves and vice versa right and then what ser- what purpose it does and that's serve. the judge of good art good like creation the, the measure of good art well how far outside of the normal bounds that it takes you oh and yeah being able to like digest it and what does it tell you that you don't see in your what does it tell you about your normal life that Mm -hmm. you don't see in your normal life that will now make you look at it in a different way Hmm. yeah yeah that's really good oh that's really good Um, and i think that's that's what's so great about that versus the analytical side is that it's you're constantly you're constantly using all this data to create an output Mm -hmm. none of it's personal though when it's creativity and when it's art it's so it's so personal yes yes and like relevant right rather than just rather than just putting it together i guess yeah yeah and i think i think part of like the whole and it being a percentage yeah you know the whole Detroit thing is like personal growth versus community growth or like mm-hmm. the growth of a city versus the growth of a person. And, and, you know, if you have like a really thriving city that has all the their money in order and they've got their industry and their finance and everything, all the numbers are right, but you don't have the art, then you've got this lacking because the personal growth isn't going to be there in the way that it needs to be there because art and creativity are like an, an opportunity for reflection Mm -hmm. just general creativity yeah good art makes you stop and think think. yeah what does this mean yeah how do i apply this yeah and like just on the whole personal topic one of the things that the book i mentioned it's kind of funny when you think about it i mean analytical stuff say it spits you out a percentage or say it spits you you come to whatever conclusion you come off mm-hmm. based off of your analytical decision making yeah it almost drives you forward it drives you forward yeah. whereas the art makes you stop yeah and sit it's not like constant progress and think yeah this is gonna sound ridiculous but listen to Joe Rogan. I was listening to him, and Neil deGrasse Tyson was on the other day. Who's that? The science dude. I don't know who that is. The black science guy with the afro who does all the um, astronomy stuff and mm-hmm. talks to you about space. Okay, I, I get the idea. I can't remember. Astrophysicist is, I think, his technical scientific term. Mm-hmm. He was talking about if you want to become more creative. Uh-huh. Be less productive. Oh, I love that. Which is probably going to go right in line with big magic, I'm assuming. Yeah. But from my standpoint of view, I heard that. And I was like, man, I take a lot of pride in and being productive and yeah. getting them done. Oh, that's so good. And I, I was that. like, I need to just do less yeah. and ponder more. God bless, do less. Yeah. Trey Kennedy. That's what everybody needs to do. In yeah. a way. Yeah. Well, it's like when kid. I, th- I think a lot of 
I mean, now, like, we're all used to technology. Everybody uses technology, like, adults, kids, whatever. But I think a lot of parents recognize the importance. It's like, okay, only 30 minutes of watching TV or only an hour of video games or Mm -hmm. you, you know, don't get a phone until you're this age or whatever because a, a big part of it is, like, the importance of being bored. And such a big part of childhood is that, like, boredom. Mm -hmm. But we kind of, Mm -hmm. like, it loses its importance the older we get. So, like, no one's going to come to us now and be like, I really encourage you to, like, spend some time bored. Because it'll be really good for your, like, personal development. I mean, except for this astrophysicist guy. I guess he says that. Um, But just the idea of, like, boredom is really important. So I'm going to, your Mac just had a notification that it's about to die. It's fine. Why don't you read off this quote? quote. We'll start moving forward. I feel like we still have a lot to kind of unpack. So I feel like we're doing, you know, we're going over some good things. Yeah. But just want to make sure we get this. Yeah. And just before I read the quote, like the last thought on kind of like the identity sort of a thing. And one thing that she talked about a lot in Big Magic is that, um, Kind of like the idea of that like stereotypical struggling depressed alcoholic artist like or like writer or whoever it is and a lot of like so many famous writers and artists have like died by suicide or like become depressed or had all these mental illnesses and for some reason it's always this artistic community that's associated with personal trouble and mental illness and tragedy and Mm -hmm. um bad self-esteem like to put it bluntly i guess Mm -hmm. and she talked about, you know, like different reasons why that could be. And she was like, well, like our, for those people who consider creativity, like their one thing to offer, their like claim to fame, their one bit of value or their one bit of worth. Um, and they can't just produce it on demand. Mm. It's like that weird mix of like the production expectation is like brought into the creative world as well. And then it, um, just leaves you with like a, a lot of pressure on yourself, I guess. Um, and so this was the, the mm. quote that she gave. Uh, she said, I believe that our planet is inhabited not only by animals and plants and bacteria, but also by ideas. Ideas are a disembodied energetic life form. They are ideas, are, they are completely separate from us, but capable of interacting with us, albeit strangely. Ideas have no material body, but they do have consciousness, and they most certainly have will. Ideas are driven by a single impulse, to be made manifest. And the only way an idea can be made manifest manifest in our world is through collaboration with a human partner. Hmm. It is only through a human's efforts that an idea can be escorted out of the ether and into the realm of the actual. And so her whole theory or proposal is that, like, the creativity doesn't come from us. Like, it really doesn't have as much to do with us as we think. So when you have, like, a spark or an idea or something you want to write down or something you want to draw, like, there's a, some other place that that comes from, and it's not you. Um, and I think this is just, like, a, a sort of, like, radical way of looking at creativity because it removes its... its being like it removes creativity from like you as seth yeah it's like seth isn't creative like 
Seth receive, either receives creativity or he doesn't receive creati- creativity, but he himself is neither creative nor not nor not creative. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. What are your thoughts on that? It does. Uh, well, my thirst for my thirst thought. My thirst. <laughs> my first thought is, I know we've talked about this in the past, but just this idea and this re- this reality that so many ideas have been are pretty much the same. I mean, hmm. there are a lot of. There are tons of books out there. There are tons of different songs. There are tons of poems. There, There's all this stuff out there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it's the same topics. Yeah. A lot of it's the same general idea. I mean, I'm sure Big Magic, I'm sure it's great. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are 2,500 other books out there that are saying the same exact thing yeah. that this woman is saying. Mm-hmm. And they're all just as good. They're all just as valuable. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole point of the book. Like, I think she would say the same thing that you're right. saying. Right. But this this thought that any of us have an original idea is just so false. Mm-hmm. None of us have any original ideas. Mm-hmm. It's just some are willing to put it on paper and others aren't. Mm-hmm. Some are willing to speak about it. Others aren't. Yeah, it's just this... I think that's what I'm realizing more and more as I, I know we've spoken about historically what I've thought, but like now as I'm coming, getting a little bit older and trying to get into this more, I'm recognizing that I'm the same as anyone else out there who's doing this same type of work. Yeah. And just because I've been, I feel like in a way... I've always been somewhat rebellious or like somewhat of somebody who wants to just kind of go against the grain Yeah. in a way. And it's like this idea of... It's like open-minded about things. It's just this idea of you've been told that you're something all your life. Mm-hmm. And just now I'm realizing, oh, wait, maybe it wasn't... It's not that I wasn't creative... It's just that I never applied myself and tapped into that creativity. Yeah. It was that it's there. Mm-hmm. And even if I don't know how to do it, even if I have no idea how to do it, if I keep trying, mm-hmm. something will happen. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad. And yeah. hopefully it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but I think... giving it a shot is, wor- is worth more than not doing it at all. Right. Because it's, it's like about the end result, yes, like it's about what is created, but it's also about the process of creativity mm-hmm. and that like boredom and that um, like self-improvement that happens um, regardless and of And self-reflection. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of Definitely. self-reflection, especially in more of this writing space, mm-hmm. certainly. Yeah. I mean, I made beats. That wasn't quite the same. Yeah. I wouldn't say that had the same amount of reflection. But mm-hmm. in a way, music is still mathematical, so. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it's like different skills. Like it's, I think it's the like one same skill of 
like receiving that creativity, that like degree of openness. Yeah. Um, but then it's going to like manifest itself differently in every single person because like I, you have like these baseball skills that I don't have. Mm -hmm. So if you are like receptive in a way that allows you to be more creative, Mm -hmm. you're still going to be a better baseball player than I am. We could be just as creative, but you would creatively express yourself through baseball much better than I would. Like there's a skills element too, but everybody has skills. Like so many different kinds of skills. Um, So it's like going to look, it's going to look different for everyone. But one thing I really wanted to point out about the book from a Christian perspective that I like the whole time I was reading it, it was just like, could not ignore like if she were christian she would have like she the book is called big magic because she thinks this like outside source of creativity that we all get to receive this other thing is like magic she mm-hmm. calls it this magic and if she were christian the book would be called like the holy spirit like that's what it is is the holy spirit um and in my article i basically like took her idea and like from my perspective as a <laughs> as a christian hmm. um it's almost like we were just talking about that. What? Taking ideas. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Except I, I didn't think of it on my own. I just read the book. Um, but I was like, oh, okay, like from a Christian perspective, if I were to say the same thing, what would I say? And so I said that my theory is that the measure of a person's creativity is directly correlated to his or her ability to open him or herself up to the creativity or the Holy Spirit. It's a degree of openness, an ability to listen, transcribe, and then communicate in the method in which the artist is most skilled. So it's like a a degree of openness to the Holy Spirit. Like how creative are you? Like you can directly compare that to how open you are to the Holy Spirit so that when it's like communicated into the things that you're doing in your life, if you're a painter, like yeah, you're going to create a really good painting. But if like you are a chef you're going to create a really great burrito like and that's going to be in creativity mm-hmm. but there's going to be a difference between a chef who is really good at who has like developed the habit of being receptive and open to the holy spirit and the burrito created by the chef that has not mm. because creativity is going to be a part of everything that we do yeah the sandwich artist at yeah. Subway. The sandwich artist at Subway. I you love can that tell name. when these uh, You can tell Holy when it's Spirit not a sandwich artist. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell when they're not open to the Holy Spirit. Um so I don't know. Like I feel like that sounds really cheesy. Like I'm almost not satisfied with the way that that sounds cuz it's no, it I feels mean, very cheesy to say, but what are your thoughts on that? That's pretty much what I just said. I mean, Yeah. Not that I just said that entirely but just the fact that i have been told no, not necessarily that i've been told but that i have had this belief yeah belief of, of myself that i'm not necessarily a creative person yeah so i've never really ventured down that lane mm-hmm. and now as i've decided to venture and give it a shot mm-hmm. i'm learning more things about myself and about my thoughts and about how i want to incorporate those thoughts into something else how i want to share those yeah and so yes i do believe that that's yeah that that's the holy spirit i agree yeah 
Yeah. Because it's also an, uh, an act of courage, too. Totally, yeah. And vulnerability. Yeah. And that's a big thing with, especially in faith, if you're not willing to be vulnerable with people or with yourself, mm-hmm. creates some pretty big issues for you yeah. to move past. And I think we're like almost we don't realize it but it's easy for us to be vulnerable in the ways that we're used to being vulnerable so i not true vulnerability though yeah well okay well hear me out and then tell me what you think like if we're talking about creativity in the sense that it's like an openness to the holy spirit and the Mm -hmm. way the holy spirit uses us to do its work Mm -hmm. and that and if we're saying that can apply to anything like that can apply to sports Mm -hmm. like if i because I am like comfortable playing soccer. If I if my way of being creative is to like step out onto a soccer field and go to play soccer, I'm mm-hmm. not really going to I don't feel self-conscious. Like I've played enough soccer that if there's like a big crowd, like I'm not self-conscious about the way I look, like I'm not afraid to be vulnerable in the way that I'm creative playing soccer, hmm. if that makes sense. Okay. Um, but if I were to go play like frisbee golf, like, I cannot throw a... Fr- well, I can throw a Frisbee. This, that's a mm. lie I tell myself. I can throw a Frisbee. But every time I try to throw a Frisbee in front of other people, I get nervous and I throw it into the woods. Yeah. Because I'm not comfortable being vulnerable in that sort of creativity. Like, almost just an expression of, like, just doing something or trying something. Yeah. And for some people, it might be... Like, if I were to go audition for a play, like, that would be really difficult for me. Or, like, for someone who's done that their whole life it's like oh just another audition or whatever yeah what do you think of that that's really good i think that taps into just kind of a separate conversation that we've had outside of the microphone of just the idea of identities yeah and just if a person wraps himself up in an identity it's good Mm-hmm. And it, like you were talking about there with soccer mm-hmm. and you being able to just kind of put everything else aside and enter into it. Yeah. And I think it's, it's that way because like two reasons. Like I know, like I know I've gotten a certain level of skill with soccer. Yeah. So I'm not afraid that I'm going to like swing and miss because I've, I know I'm not. Like me in the wiffle ball game yeah. the other day. Yeah, Seth had a tough time with wiffle ball the other day. Yeah. We'll talk about that another time. (laughs) (laughs) But for, like, for the most part, like, that's, like, the skill is there, so I'm not nervous. Yeah. But in another sense, like, I am, or at least I should be aware that my, like, worth as a human being, my, like, inherent dignity as a human being will exist outside of me playing soccer. Mm. But I think so often, whether it's, like, soccer or baseball or frisbee golf or painting or whatever it is Mm -hmm. because we live in a world that focuses so much on production we say like if you don't produce something and if you don't produce it now and if you don't produce it well like your worth goes down yeah and with every failure that like worth gets a little bit lower wow and i think that's when it becomes personal and like can affect well i mean it's already personal but that's when it affects our identity our view of our own identity in a very negative way definitely when we don't recognize who we are and like whose we are and that our value was given to us from the moment we were created and there's like nothing we can do about it 
Yeah, and I would say that, you know, we haven't got into it thus far, but that creativity and creating is sharing in God's creation mm -hmm. and being able to share in his creation. You know, I don't want to say that we're our own gods mm -hmm. or that we're our God, mm -hmm. but in a way... We kind of are. We're like the closest thing to God aside from God. Right. Made in God's image. Right. We are made in his image. Mm -hmm. Like and we being... are not God. Just to clarify, we are not saying Correct. that we are God. I'm not saying that at all. But in a way, we are... We're little mini-gods. Mini we're mini-gods. Yeah. We're like demigods. Yeah, we're like no, mini-me. We're, we're little mini. Mini-me and Austin Powers. Yep. We're like him. Yeah, that's exactly what we're like. <laughs> <laughs> but realizing that also that creation is good. Mm -hmm. Every time. Yeah. Regardless, probably not regardless of what you create. Obviously, you have to think about how you're applying what you're creating. But in most items, I would say that it's good. Even some of the worst things. I know we've done... I know we've done a, uh, Nathan and I did a podcast on communism and don't get me wrong, communism, that ain't it. Mm -hmm. But Karl Marx, I do think his intent was positive yeah. when he was working through communism mm -hmm. because I think that I was listening to another podcast where he was talking about how we were moving into such an industrialized society. We where, were. Yeah. We're, okay. When he we, like, I mean, we are. Yeah. But when Henry Ford is pumping out, mm -hmm. rather than creating one really nice car mm -hmm. that I would want to drive, yeah. Henry Ford's over here pumping out a hundred cars a day. <clears throat> rather than taking the time to craft it and form it and create it and really put my all into this one mm -hmm. car just like the joy of why do that when you can just pump out a hundred and make as much money as possible yeah so like i get why Karl marx was thinking what he did mm -hmm. that being said i don't i don't think it's correct mm -hmm. but that also goes to show that even some of the worst ideas still have some good in them yeah and are still like, trying to accomplish a good mm -hmm. regardless the natural of whether process of like coming up with ideas creating, like recognizing needs and trying to fill them is a good process creating is good yeah that's all that really needs to be said creating is good yeah yeah because that's what god did god created he and was trying the, to be like him and at the end of the seven days he declared it good he declared man good mm-hmm yeah. There's something really beautiful on that. Mm-hmm. And there's something really beautiful about striving for it. Yeah. As humans, going to create, even if you don't think you're creative. Yeah. How important it is for you to go and just try. Yeah. Give yourself a shot. Be it vulnerable. Share yourself with other people, especially in an age where it's becoming more and more difficult to share your true self with yeah, other people to be vulnerable to be vulnerable in these um 
you know, open spaces where a lot of people can see you and they can judge you. Yeah, there's a lot of anxiety. And, you know, online where it's easy for people to just hide behind a screen. Yeah. And not be vulnerable. Yeah. There's something really beautiful about still just choosing to do the good. Yeah. And I think it's important to, I feel like we've said this already, but just to like reiterate that like you could kind of like make a resolution to yourself to try to be more creative. And like at the end of your life, you could look back and like have been ex- like incredibly successful at that. Like you live a, lived a really creative life, mm-hmm. but you like never touched a paintbrush and you never tried to sketch anything and you never tried to write anything. Right. Like I would definitely encourage trying those things because I think they're fun. They're and I think, I think, trying to do those things when you're not skilled in them is also a thing good for its own variety of reasons but you don't have to you can just do the same things you're already doing but do like do them creatively yeah it's like if you and i think this is just kind of the stage of life we're in like we're in our first house right now we're like moving in a week to go and like build our new little we're not going to build a house but like build our own little our new little home build a community but just the idea of like well yeah community building but also like building a home like the actual home and like the way that you welcome people in or the way that you set the table or the way that you you know like those are all creative things too yeah the decisions that you make um just that it's it's important to like be more creative like try to be more creative because i think that's a life of connection with the holy spirit that we're all called to as christians yeah yeah, and even in, you know, even in your jobs and even in, I would say the roles that I have held have not been particularly creative. Yeah. But there is a way, there's gray area in everything. Yeah. So being able to move within the gray, understand where you're at within the gray area, mm-hmm. swaying people the left, you, you know, there's a, there's a creative thought process that goes into just the way you work with people well i remember in one of i don't remember one of your previous jobs it was um i don't know you like did something with spreadsheets and then Mm -hmm. combining them with other spreadsheets or something and like your team had been working on it for like a week Mm -hmm. and i remember i like asked you how your day was after work and you were like actually it was really good like i came up with this new formula that essentially did everything that they'd been doing in that week in like an afternoon Mm mm-hmm and that in and of it's like you didn't pick up a paintbrush you like didn't do anything crazy all you did was like stop and like look at the situation in a new way and through that creativity you use the skills that you had mm-hmm. to still do something that no one else with those same skills had done yet yeah like that's creativity agreed so i guess just in closing how can we be more creative or in other words how can we be like more open to the holy spirit in all aspects of our life like what are some practical things that we can take away be less productive be less productive number one ponder more yeah just think about think about what you're doing yeah think about the choices you're making mm-hmm. we Pay attention re- to your schedule we recently got rid of our tv Mm-hmm. which was a jump at least for me. For Tori, probably didn't matter that much. It still was. But 
I would say that it's definitely added some creative added drive. Added to your boredom. Creative drive. Yeah, definitely added to my being less productive on Madden. Yeah. And thinking more about what I want to do. Yeah. How can I impact things? Mm-hmm. I think when there's space, like you, there are always desires in our lives. Yeah. But when there's, there's space in our lives, we can like, like the desires fill those spaces. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, like the desires that were like kind of suppressed, like come out. That we didn't realize. Because there's room for them to just like hang out when we're like alone with our thoughts. And it's like, oh wait, like I never realized I wanted that. But now I kind of think I do. So maybe I'll go try it. Yeah. And rather than you're you being mindless yeah. doing whatever you're doing what we were talking about with earlier with yeah you had said something about how a tv could be technically what yeah. was it um well someone i forget i don't know where the original source of this is but someone like shared this idea with me that they'd heard um the argument could be made that like a tv in and of itself is like inherently evil like an evil thing yeah um it's like a fundamentally bad thing where like with like a lot of people would say like oh you know like uh even different than a radio like a lot of people would say like listen to the listening to the radio and watching tv are the same thing but this argument would say that the radio and the tv are different because the radio requires like an active sort of listening yeah um it you can't like like your senses have to make up for what's not there. Mm-hmm. There's imagination that imagining that has to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with a TV, like you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Like all the images are there, the sounds are there, the storylines there. Like. I don't know. I don't know if it. I agree with the argument because I think there are di- you know like one movie right. is different from another movie, but I don't. I don't totally disagree. Either. Like turning on The Office. Yeah. And just sitting there and doing nothing yeah. is not worthwhile. Yeah. And it's not like there's not value in the humor and value in the story. Yeah. It's like, I love The Office. It's funny. But, like, what's the difference between watching The Office on TV, listening to it on the radio, reading it in a book, or just, like, making jokes with your friends? You know, like, yeah. they're all different forms of the same sort of, like, substance. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that would be my... How yeah. can how can we be more open to be more creative? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just do less, think more, and be willing. Yeah. Don't be afraid to like tap into that. If you're, if you do all those things and are closed off to even thinking about, you know, writing what you have down mm-hmm. and putting it out there then the battle's already lost. Yeah. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Right. Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. I think those are great answers. Do you have anything that you would say? Uh, I definitely agree with all of that. Um, The last thing I think I would add... Whenever, anytime I try to write anything, especially when I'm like having, especially if I don't have a specific topic in mind, Mm -hmm. like if I'm just journaling, um, just in general, like prayer is very difficult for me without writing it down. Mm -hmm. Like I lose my train of thought so easily that 
just like writing down my prayer is much easier. So I use journal journaling as like a form of prayer. And the easiest way for me to start that is, um, to just like start with what's true, like start with the obvious. So if it's like I sit down to pray and like do that by journaling, but I'm kind of like scatterbrained and all over the place, I might be like, well, it's nice out today. Um, and the chapel is quiet. Uh, I am the only one here. I have room to think, you know, like very basic statements, but like as you cover the most basic things, you're like able to move a step further to like, okay, based on that, what do we know? What can we draw from that? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think my, what I'm trying to say is like, look for truth because when you look for truth, that's when you're going to like recognize the Holy Spirit. Um, and just like having used that as in a creative process of like journaling and writing when I like look for truth as a starting point, like the Holy Spirit kind of like leads me through that. Yeah, definitely look for truth. I mean, let's not, I agree with truth, but just observe what's going on around you. Yeah. I don't know. I think that truth is just like such a word that's the definition of it means nothing at this point. It still does. It does. People don't recognize it. But people it have does, just misconstrued the word truth. Yeah. So just, uh, Objective I guess. Objective truth. Observe what's like objectively true around you. Yeah. Just observe what's going on around you. Yeah. And making sure that you're taking that into account about what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Don't think that those are separate from one another. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. Nobody likes hearing, I'm proclaiming my truth. Okay, well, that's not what I'm saying. I know you're not. I'm just saying, (laughs) let's not misconstrue it for that. Right, 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 right. No, I, I agree. Because everything you said there was great. Everything you said there was great. Yeah. And I 100% agree with it. Well, I agree that what I'm saying is to observe but I think like there is a different element to like if you're sitting down and you're, if you're like sitting down and you're like, I'm not going to be productive. I'm just going to be bored. Yeah. I'm going to be open to the Holy Spirit. I do think an essential part of that is making like a pursuit of truth, like a pursuit of objective truth. Like that should be the goal. It's like it's not the immediate goal and you don't have to right. like sit and wrestle with like philosophy or anything like Agreed. you start by observing and you start with the boredom and you start with all the other things we've talked about. But I think you just have to have like a background knowledge that there is like something real and true that exists outside of you. And that's, and that's what the Holy Spirit's there for is to like bring you that thing yeah. that you don't have. So I think recognizing like you're exploring but there's like something to find and you know that there's something to find. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, think that's, that's what I'm trying that's to really good. That's yeah, that's good. I think that it's just, I don't know. I hate even using the word objective truth. Cause like, what does that mean to people? Right. There is one. Yeah. But like if you say it to a, a person, objective truth, it's like their objective truth is going to be different than your objective truth. And then what is objective truth? I mean, it's just lost. Yeah. So I just, I hesitate at using the word truth because then it just becomes my truth and your truth and everybody's truth. And it's just nobody's truth at that point. (laughs) 
I see what you're saying, and I think that's also another podcast episode. But I, think, I agree. I, I just think, wanted to. I just uh, wanted to say a that. disclaimer. Yeah. A disclaimer, but just because I think everything that we put together here is great. Yeah. And I do think that your hypothesis of like the Holy Spirit pushing people forward. Yeah. Is the creativity. Yeah. There's something very beautiful about us just sharing in that. Yeah. And being a part of that. But we have to seek it. We have to go after it. We can't sit back and expect it to come to us. Just like you're saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So any closing thoughts? Um, No, I think we've covered it all. I think that was great. I think that was great. I hope that wasn't, I mean, just to like start and end with abstract, I hope that wasn't too abstract to be helpful. Um, But if you take anything away from it, I just hope you take, you take away that not only like, can you be creative, but you like, your life is inherently creative. Um... Like, you were made to be creative, I guess. Your life is dependent on your creativity. Yeah. Your survival yeah. is dependent. The human race's survival is yeah. dependent on creativity. You have to be creative. In a way. You have to stop being not creative. Yeah. Or so go stop get believing that you can't be creative and go be creative. Go get them. The end. Okay. Well, cool. Good job. Um, go follow Seeking Excellence, those who seek.org. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, everything social media related. Um, Check out my lovely wife at until I figure something else out. Dot com. Dot com. She's working on some great things. And right now she has a great article series out. So yeah, go check it out. Um, And go check out her article on Big Magic. Yeah. Good stuff. Um. Thank you all for another great episode. We'll keep you in our prayers. Keep us in yours. And God bless. Do less. Until next time. God bless. <laughs> do less. Trey Kennedy. All right. Bye. Bye.